sanguine. Yeah, we are a community of faith that are optimistic. We are discovering the mystery and intrigue of a walk of faith. So welcome. So excited you're here today. kids and uh, they are such a huge blessing in my life so i mean any of you kids of mine that are listening out there i just if i haven't expressed it to you enough let me tell you how much i love you and i appreciate each and every one of you and my dear wife they are gifts from god and they bring so much meaning and so much substance into my life and without my kids honestly i would be such a selfish jerk i so appreciate my children they are so wonderful and my wife too has helped me through transformations that absolutely would have been, I believe, nearly impossible without her. And so super grateful. And to all of you out there, you community, you sanguine community right here, if the sound's going crazy, it's because I'm adjusting the camera for those YouTube videos that uh, I am so far behind on. But if you are enjoying YouTube, they will be up and uh, I will get time to work on them, especially over this holiday season. But you sanguine community, you, I was thinking about this community the other day, and uh, uh, I don't know if you'll appreciate this. I, I, I used to say this a lot, but I really feel like we're misfits. We just don't fit. We are unique, and uh, yeah, we just can't be pigeonholed. We are unique, and uh, we are, I feel like, that sort of like a remnant, keeping alive a faith that really has been lost in our modern culture. It is this dynamic, this intimate this really deep faith that is not religious, um, but it is so spiritual. And so if you're out there and can we agree, this is my faith podcast. And so can we agree that the dark forces are really strong and their forces of deceit are out there? And even if you're not per se a believer and you've been tuned on to this podcast by maybe one of those faithful listeners that shared this with you and said, hey, give this a try, or you stumbled on this by quote unquote accident, which I don't really believe. I, I believe there are incidences that are orchestrated. There are not coincidences. There are orchestrated incidences. Wherever you are, you can sense the heaviness of what's going on in our country and even our world right now. And so it is a reality. And so if you haven't totally bought into this faith, this uh, Bible thing, uh, that's okay. You're welcome here. And I, I really appreciate you. And I really appreciate you listening and just giving this a chance. I think you're going to find uh, a home here that we are not necessarily religious. We are about an act of faith. We are very spiritual people. And part of that is, is this local community, but we have grown into this international community, which is so wonderful. But I just, I always have to express gratitude to the international community. Thanks for listening. Thanks for your feedback and your support. It is so appreciated. And this local community, uh, <laughs> you are such a delight in my life and I so appreciate you. So, well, with that sort of long intro, but I always love expressing gratitude and that uh, I don't ever take it for granted that any of you listening out there and that if you do entrust me as, as you pass me on to other people that the podcast is what I mean, uh, that means a lot. And I really, I, I take a lot of uh, responsibility in uh, bringing genuine and bringing real stuff and not just espousing some religious jargon. And uh, do I always get it right? I absolutely don't. My, I am part, I am on this journey like all the rest of you are and discovering. And honestly, there are things in my past that uh, they were just not right. And I'm 
I, I, it is regretful, but it is part of our journey and we don't always get it right. And so my goal is always to improve. And so with that, I'm open to feedback. I am so open for feedback. I, I can't say that I don't get offended, but it is pretty hard to offend me. You can ask my family and my friends. I don't. And I practice on not getting offended because I feel like offense just stops my uh, development in its tracks. And so I work really hard. So I can't 100% guarantee it, but I can almost 96% guarantee it. And the other 4%, I, I think... Uh, I would react easily. So <laughs> 406 big T at gmail.com is where you can give me feedback and uh, would love to hear from you. Even if you have concerns, prayer requests that you're listening to this and there is something heavy on you and you don't feel like you can reach out to anybody, send it to me. I'll give you a quick response when I get it. I, I live a busy life, but I always, when I see emails come in, I will look at them, read them and start praying. And it may be a little while before you get a response, but I, I try to be on top of it in case there are prayer requests. And I believe that prayer changes things. So please do that. And if you're interested in supporting the podcast, you know that that goes to improving equipment and, uh, I am building a podcast studio right now in a trailer so you don't get to see all these lovely clothes, this disco and uh, all that stuff and, and a camper. And so um, the money that if you donate on PayPal or some of the other venues or if you buy some of the merchandise that is at sanguinefaith.com, you can go there and visit that. I have a store open and that is connected to a greater store that is called uh, tombobaldwin.com. And so you should be able to Google that or DuckDuckGo that or whatever search engine you use and get to that store. And I appreciate that. And it's it really is used to just bring you better and more quality equipment. And some of my other podcasts, yes, I am trying to monetize them and make some money off of them. And uh, I always want to be upfront and straight with you. I don't want to operate in deception and that this podcast, well, all my podcasts are out of my heart, but this one is, I, I don't expect income from that. But if you do want some products and stuff, it will go to upgrade equipment, blah, 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 Tom. So I'll use spiritual people out there. Um, I really appreciate you. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for keeping the genuine faith alive. Thank you for keeping that very real fourth dimension in this world where logic and, uh, oh, what would be a non-Christian? I want to use carnality, but that is a word that uh, it's, I feel like it's, it's lost its meaning and people don't understand it. It has negative connotations, but amidst this like a spiritually sterile world, you are keeping things alive and keep going, keep pursuing your, uh, your knowledge of the Bible and its validity and your walk with the Jesus and the Holy Spirit, developing discernment and developing those spiritual giftings that are in you. It is making a difference. So don't lose heart. I just want to tell you, don't lose heart. You are doing a great work and it is so appreciated. And if somebody hasn't told you, I appreciate. So don't give up. Keep going. Keep sledging ahead. So today I just want to talk about something that uh, it is something that I have struggled with in the past. And I, I, it's come to light that a lot of people struggle with it and people that are part of the so-called Christian faith. And I say so-called because you could ask most Americans, are you a Christian? And even in the secular culture, many of them would say that they are, but yet it doesn't necessarily fit into what I would say a Christian is, that you have an intimate walk with Jesus and you are engaged and it is it is really an active part of your life. And so, yeah, so so-called Christians, and I'm actually going to get really deep into that into the next podcast, but this podcast, I want to address something that those people that are Christians and, and they have 
a walk with Jesus and the Holy Spirit and the Father. And there is that connection. There has been that uh, that interaction with Jesus and saying, hey, you know, I know you went the distance for me and I accept that work that you went to distance and uh, you now are in the, you are now uh, clean in his eyes because you've accepted his work. And uh, if you don't know what all that means, should I go there real quick? God has a perfect standard. That standard is the only standard that's fair because anything else would be subjective. And so you can say that God's unfair and mean, but he's not because he set a standard and those standards were for our benefit. Well, we obviously have fallen short of that. And so he made a plan, not just subjective. Okay, you're okay. You're not. He sent Jesus as a sacrifice for us to cover those shortcomings. And so we can be viewed as not having like missed the standard. We're now covered. And so that's what it is really to accept the work that Jesus did. It's pretty quick, down and dirty, but it is there. And so if you want to do that, you can do that right now. But as we are, Jesus says, we are grafted into the tree, into God's family. It's like we have become a part and we have grown into that. So many believers, and this is something that I struggled with for a long time, we don't know who we are. And we have this very twisted idea of what it means to be a believer of Christ and the role that Christ has within us. And, you know, is God in control? Are we in control? How does that all work out? And it, it I feel like it gets really sketchy and there's some there's some weird stuff that goes on with this weird Christian humility thing that I, it is really distasteful for me. I really hate it. And so I just want to go through some observations that I've had of the Bible and some things that I, that have transformed me and, and my view and understanding. And you can disagree with me, but I would just ask you to go and look and kind of find out for yourself. But for me, and I've talked about this, it starts in the garden. And well, it even starts before the garden when God created and he created the things and then he created man and uh, he said it was good. He said, you are good. I think there is this innate thing in Christians that you're innately bad. But when God created the human race, he said it was good. Now, sin came in, and in the New Testament, it does. It talks about Jesus and how, you know, he doesn't necessarily trust men because he knows what's in men. But that that is sin, and he came to remedy sin. And so we're just looking at the creation. And in the garden, God said it was good, and God— gave men and women authority, and he also gave them the mandate to go and subdue the rest of the earth. And we're just going to presume that's outside of the garden. Um, we there, There's a whole discussion that could happen with that, with what was outside the garden, who was that, and wait a minute, and uh, you know, we're, we're just not going to go there today, because I want to deal with the identity of what a believer of Christ, and that In the beginning, God created men and women. He said it was good. And that inside of you is the very breath of God because he breathed into us, which gave us life. Is that not incredible? And so if you're dealing with self-esteem issues right now, you have the very breath of God in you. And if you're on the fence, hey, that's a huge selling point. You, you are a miracle and you actually have the very breath of God, which keeps the functions and keeps what's in you alive. And so in the garden, also, who did God want to hang out with? You. You're like, what? I thought it was Adam and Eve. Well, it was, but if you were in there, and it is still his desire, he wants to hang out with you. We have this weird, uh, I I don't know what it is, this weird 
yeah, humility thing that is just all wrong. God values you. He created you. He put his very breath in you and you are created in his image. If you have self-esteem issues, you need to start going there. And if you're just like, oh, I'm just a worthless or I'm just this, that is not the image that God has of you. And you need, well, I'm getting bossy here. I encourage you to go and look at that and realize in the garden, God loved to come and talk. And then even after sin came in the picture, and now God knew that sin came in the picture, he still looked. He didn't say, oh, Adam and Eve sinned and and zap them, okay? At the point of sin, and this is what I believe, and we can speculate here. Speculation can be fun as long as we identify it. But I think at that point, as God was watching on God TV, and no, I'm not talking about the God TV. I'm talking about the God TV, all-knowing, omnipotent, omnipresent, means all-knowing, everywhere at the same time type of God. He's watching the events in the garden between Adam and Eve and the serpent and the consuming of the fruit. And right then, he had a plan. And so when he went looking for Adam and Eve in the garden, it's because he had a plan. And yes, there were consequences, but God sought us out and he still sought, continues to seek us out. And so even though there are consequences, there are, because God has a standard and it was the only fair way to do things, he continued to take care and he continued to have a plan and we see him weave through the scripture. So this weird Christian identity and woe is me, I I am but a worm type of thing, it is just not God's view of us. And we even look in the New Testament when Jesus says, love your neighbor as yourself. Okay, some of us need to reverse that and I think it's a highly appropriate use of that scripture. Well, we have no problem treating our neighbors fine and providing goods for our neighbors. And some of us have no problem, you know, providing good stuff because we we really love ourselves. But there's a lot of people that don't necessarily love themselves or they live in this pseudo, oh, it, I don't even know what to call it. It's just this pseudo um, humility that is it's just kind of sickening and it, it's, it's not a- appropriate. But so you need to, if you reverse that scripture, You need to treat yourself as well as you would treat your neighbor. And so if you would see that their house is taken care of when they're gone and you encourage them and you you provide things when they're lacking things, you need to do that for yourself because you have value and God values you. Now, there's this other part of this whole Christian identity thing that it gets really muddled up, too, with this whole predestination thing. And that, you know, when you make choices, oh, you must have been predestined to do that. And so the pseudo humility comes in with this predestination stuff. And it's just like, uh, say, uh, somebody gives you a compliment. Oh, you know, uh, that was, that was a really good choice. You know, you could have easily got away with this and nobody would have known. And, uh, you're just like, Oh no, it's not me. It's just, it's, it's God working in me. And, and there gets to be this muddle that, you know, God makes your decisions does he or does he not? And 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 people, you know, it's like when you make a good decision, let's say you you make a decision to like help somebody that financially needs it and it's like a burden to you. Let's say like the widow that gave the might that was made fun of in the scriptures um, in the New Testament and, and Jesus is like, well, she gave all she had. She didn't give a portion of that and uh, she is to be commended. 
Did she do that just because she's a Christian and believer of Jesus and it should be no credit? No, it is a personal sacrifice that she made and she gave. And you're just like, Tom, I still don't get it. You're kind of dancing around. Well, here it is. Let's say you try to compliment somebody because, oh, let's say they went out and shared the gospel with somebody that maybe we perceive as a really difficult person. And the gospel just being the good news of Jesus. And the good news is that he went a distance and he's loved you from the beginning and he's part of the Godhead who in the garden like to hang out with you, that kind of thing. And so you go and you try to compliment this person that shared that good news and they're just like, oh no, that's just Jesus working through me. Can I just tell you, that is bull crap. It is time that we get our identity right as Christians, okay? God created us, God believes us, we had value. And when we sinned in the garden, that was 100% our decision. When we choose not to sin and do the right thing, that's 100% our decision. And it is appropriate to take credit for that. And you can say something like this, that yes, I made that decision. And I feel like that's a direct reflection of me being, well, how would I say this? That is a direct reflection of the transformation of me choosing to be in a relationship with Jesus. Okay. None of this false Christian humility thing. When you make a decision, that's your decision. You made a decision to follow Jesus. You made a decision to be part of the transformation process. That's huge. When things get hard, you have made a decision to exercise faith. When it's time and you feel like the Holy Spirit saying, share, you have an opportunity to make a decision, and you chose to make that decision. You could have easily made the opposite decision. And so you need to start taking credit for what you do, because I guarantee you that the consequences of sin, and when you choose sin, there's going to be those consequences. And so when you do things wrong, you take credit. And when you do things right, nothing, not about this muddled like, oh, it was just God working in me, and I'm not that great. Well, for one, God thinks you're awesome. You're freaking awesome. Okay, what is the problem? Can't you just receive that? You're afraid you're going to get a big head? No, because you know that you made a choice to follow Jesus, and so it's a good choice. So just take credit. God is proud of you. He doesn't want you to walk around like a worm. He created you in his image. Well, the image of God is a beautiful thing. So when you get it right, take credit. And when you get it wrong, take credit. And believe me, if you're like me, you get it wrong enough times that you probably don't ever have to worry about getting a freaking big head, right? You probably really need to have those times where God's like, Tom, that was a great decision. Way to go. And you're just like, thanks, God. It's It's been a hard road. That was a hard decision to make. I'm so grateful that you're in my life and we have been working to transform this thing called Tom Baldwin. Yeah. Okay. There's this weird disconnect when it comes to our relationship with God. God loves you. God created you. He knows exactly who you are. He's proud of you when you make good decisions. When you make bad decisions, he's merciful, but he's also like a good father, and he's there with discipline to retrain you to make a good decision. Okay, discipline is meant to help retrain you. And the whole idea of discipline being punishment, a punishment, yeah, it's not such a good thing. Discipline is a great thing because we feel the consequences of getting it wrong, but then we also have the instruction and the training to not go there and also the incentive not to go there. Because like when you do something and you get shocked, like you're outside and uh, you're standing in a pool of water and you plug in an outlet and I don't recommend that, but I've been shocked a number of times and 
yeah, a number of times it kind of tells you, man, Tom's maybe a little bit of a slow learner. <laughs> okay. This, sometimes it's true, but I've been trying to improve. And so this whole thing, God sees you. And one of my old pastors, Pastor Jerry Levy, said something that has stuck with me for a really long time. He said, a true humility is just agreeing with God. Okay, God values you. And it's obvious from the scriptures. It's obvious how Jesus speaks to us when he says, come to me, all you who are heavy burden, and I will give you rest. Okay, that's love. And it shows for God so loved that he gave his only begotten son, his most precious gift for you. And so when you don't have value and you espouse this crappy false humility, you are detracting from the gift and God's image of you. You are an absolute hypocrite and a poor representative of Christ. You and how you feel about yourself, how you present yourself, and how you, your self-esteem is probably one of your best witnesses that you have an accurate view of yourself. God loves you so much that he did. He gave his only begotten son, Jesus came. He sent his best asset, the Holy Spirit, for you to take care of you, okay? He doesn't just do that for worthless things. He does that for absolutely precious possessions. You are a precious possession. And when you make good decisions, he's so proud. He wants to high five you, but you've got your head down like this. And oh, but he's got the hand up and he wants you looking up and he wants you excited because you made a great choice. That's a win. Get the high five, take the credit. Sorry for the interruption here. I just, I got sidetracked a little bit and some of the, my uh, stream of thought got a little confusing. So I'm editing it out and I'm putting this in. One of the really interesting things in the scriptures as uh, we we look at Paul and uh, we think of Paul as, you know, he never boasted, but it's hilarious because when he uh, said he didn't have anything to boast about, he actually listed all the things he had to boast about. And with Paul, it's also interesting. He often boasted about the people that had done good things and had made good choices. And Paul just reiterated the good choices. And when he talks about considering things rubbish, it is those accomplishments, but it's in comparison to knowing Christ and the wonder of Christ. And so there's this wonderful integration that happens as we become Christians and we engage with our identity and who we are. It's like, yeah, there is the greatness of knowing Christ, but there is also that when we make good choices. And something I've said often in this podcast is God is so proud. And if Paul was here and Paul's in heaven, he's just like, great choice. And he would boast alongside of us. So we can't get confused that we don't take and we don't find identity and what we accomplish, but we can take joy and we can boast in making those good decisions. Not that it leads to arrogance, but it leads back to that relationship and that intense um, love that God has for us and being in relationship with him and how empowering that is. So hopefully this integrates into what I've already said because I was editing the audio and it's like, eh. so let's get back to me and what I have to say. So see you guys later. And that's, yes, he says that I, you know, I gave up my only begotten son for you is because your value is in that. God does not want us going out there and establishing our value by the things we do. And so as we get a relationship with Christ, and that's where we bring our value and realize the tremendous value we have that God created us, that he breathed his breath in us, that we are his image, and that we become the fullness of who we are when we become in relationship with him and we allow him to transform us, that we are a wonderful thing and that these fleshly works don't have much value, but 
inherently we have value because we so often try to prove our value by what we do. And yet God is saying your value is in who you are, who I've created you to be. And so I hope this isn't confusing, but I just... It's a process that I have went through understanding and realizing that when I do make good decisions to take credit and honor, and then I give it to Jesus, it is like, yes, thank you. You're right. What I did there was really difficult. And I, you know, I choose to do it because it was the right thing. And then I'm just like, you know, part of the reason Most of the reason I can do that is because I've allowed Jesus in my life. I've welcomed him in and his transformational processes have made me somebody that I would have never been. Do you get it? It is this multifaceted thing because you are unique. And yes, you don't have to make the right decision, but you did. Yes, you don't have to make the the wrong decision, but you did. Take credit both ways, okay? Live in true humility, agreeing with the truth. Yes, that was a great decision. And I was able to make that through my walk with Christ and the transformational process. Yes, that was a really crappy decision. And yes, I forgot who I was. I lost focus. I haven't been in intimate relationship with Jesus, so I got distracted. Okay, we're not making excuses. We're being honest. We're living an honest and full life of faith. And so as we end here, I'm just going to encourage you to go to the scriptures, read the scriptures, understand the scriptures, and struggle with some of them. Some of them may be hard for you, but that God created you. He created you in his image. He wanted to hang out with you in the garden. When the consequences of sin came in the garden, he made a plan to come save you because he still wants to hang out with you. He continued to interact with mankind. And so then he also gave his greatest asset to you. He tells you to take up your cross. What was the cross of Jesus? It was a wonderful purpose of salvation. And maybe you have a wrong idea of the cross and it is a life of like martyrdom. A cross is a purpose that has a huge impact. And when we pick up the cross of Christ, we are picking up the ability to impact and save a lot of people. And so the cross is a wonderful thing. So maybe you've looked at these scriptures in a different light. I tend to look at things in the big picture and maybe you disagree with me and maybe you have some very specific thoughts and some things I'm missing. Can I just tell you, I would love to hear from you and uh, I would love to hear that. But as we end here, I'm just going to tell you, you have tremendous value and your decisions matter and they are a reflection of the transformation process that you are going through. And when you make good decisions, they are honoring and God is so proud of you. And so way to go. And when you make bad decisions... God is the God of second and third chances, and he applies his discipline so you can succeed. So my friends, I really appreciate you, and we're going to hit the exit music here. You have a great week, and may the Holy Spirit just write his big signature on your week and your experiences this week. So have a great week. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. Just some exit notes here. If uh, you're listening to this, you're listening to one of three podcasts. There are two other podcasts you might be interested in. So there is my Sanguine podcast. There is the Yup podcast and a podcast specifically designed for encouraging women of all ages. The Yes Women podcast. I just encourage you to go and try some more of Tom Baldwin's podcast.